Hey guys, Rick here. This is a replay of the Jock Market Power Hour that we did on Wednesday. This got really great reviews when I posted uh, the replay last week as well, so I'm going to continue to do that. If you've never heard of Jock Market, it is stock market DFS. It's kind of building out a really great niche and a really great space in the fantasy world. It's a lot easier to win than some of your more traditional fantasy sites, and you can uh, invest in golfers and other athletes over the course of just one day so it's a lot of fun and uh, I highly encourage you to join us over there Uh, if you have not signed up yet the code that you want to use to get a $20 deposit bonus is power 20 that'll give you a $20 deposit bonus and yeah it's just a lot of fun we talk through strategy for the week and because you can buy and sell during the tournament it is still relevant and we do chat through um, you know, some, some strategy and things like that for not only this week and the next, the next couple of days, but also for all week. So uh, I hope you enjoy as much as you did last week and uh, best of luck in the jock market. Welcome in. This is the jock market power hour for this week's players championship. We are going early. We are three wide and we've got money to give away. This is quite the night joining me as he does every single Wednesday. Joe Idoni is here. Joe, what's up? What up, guys? Good to see you, Chad. As always, good to see you. A long time no see. Rick, good to see you. Players week. Uh, Let's roll. And that right there, Chad Ecker. Chad, much appreciate you hopping on for a few minutes here at the top. Welcome to the Power Hour. Hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> this is awesome. I can't believe it. I get to join my buddy that I do on Monday nights. I get to hang out with you, Rick. I've seen you before. We've done it on our Fantasy Golf Pod. It's been great. We, I'm so excited. Let's do it. Uh, let's do it. Here's, here's the new thing for this week. Such a big week. We've got free money to give away. And I know that is, uh, always appealing. So here's what we need you to do. Just drop your jock market username into the chat. And then as we go through this a couple times, we've got five $20 jock bucks to give out as we go through this at, at different intervals. I'll pull out some random draws and uh, your account will get credited. So that's the way we're going to do it, Joe. I think that's pretty fair. We're just going to randomize it. That's awesome. Yeah, there's ways it keeps it nice and fair. Uh, They've been generous to give us $100 cold, hard, jock buck cash tonight to give away uh, for the big week that is the players. So excited for it. Absolutely. And speaking of cold, hard cash, Chad, uh, I understand that you had yourself quite a week last week on the jock market. Is this true, my friend? Dude, I mean, I, all of a sudden I was in 10th on the little leaderboard there. It was great. I will say, though, you definitely want to leave your little comment with your name because it, you know, in this game, it takes money to make money. So the more you have, the more you you can use it to make more of it. It's just how it works. Yeah, that's right. And over the next hour, I was going to say an hour, hour and 15 minutes, we are going to be talking uh, some strategy. We'll talk about the field. We'll talk about all things jock market. If you are new, it's stock market DFS. It's an opportunity to buy and sell golfers before the event and during the event. Joe, what we're learning is many more new users every single week. We are seeing the in-game trading be much more liquid and be much more active. And I... I don't want to speculate, but I think this week with the Players' Championship, it's going to be even bigger. 
Absolutely. We know the volatility that TPC Sawgrass brings with it. So uh, like you mentioned, the beauty of it, once this thing kicks off and gets started, sort of the in-tournament trading in terms of buying and selling shares from from other users within the jock market has has taken off. And I'm sure, Chad, you've noticed it the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like those ask and those bid prices are coming much closer together and presenting a whole lot more opportunities lately, at least it seems to me, than, than we saw kind of early on in this. So it's awesome to see. Yeah, Chad, you mentioned you were making some in-game trades last week. I think you picked up a little bit of Denny McCarthy. I don't know if you got Putnam in-game or you got him in IPO, but uh, you are, correct me if I'm wrong, pretty active during the actual event. Is that right? Well, okay, so you can ask Dave about this. A few weeks back, I was probably a little too active to the point where I broke the app from trying to trade so many times. (laughs) You broke Uh, it. So, yeah, like it just like wasn't working for me anymore because I was – it. There's something about trading a lot, but then there's something about just being an idiot and trading too many times. So I don't know. I must have screwed up the algorithm. This is early on in the in the apps phase. It's been better trading in game, but it's so much easier to get someone to pick up your shares to 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 yes. lay someone off on. And then people honestly like I th- they're new, so they're kind of not as good at it maybe so they don't really know what they're doing as much so like that 650 a share like maybe on saturday doesn't look that great or whatever to this person so they're sending it out there and i'm scrolling through the app and finding these things and saying to myself you know that has a potential to go to eight bucks or 850 and i'm only picking up a dollar or two on this guy's 650 but at the same time if i can do that 10 or 15 times all of a sudden 20 bucks turns into 40 bucks 20 bucks turning into 40 bucks is always a good thing. And, uh, you know, what I think, Joe, is uh, there's there's a real art to this, right? Yeah. There's there's kind of an art to looking at the, uh, you know, some of the in-game pricing and seeing a guy, or Chad's example is perfect, you know, $6.50 and saying, okay, well, what does he have to finish to pay off? Let's call it, you know, inside the top 15. Well, he's two shots out of that or whatever. You know, I mean, there's like a real art to trying to figure out the guys that you want to make a move on, especially once the tournament actually starts. Absolutely. And yeah, and as the tournament progresses, you will see kind of a live price on your guy, which to my understanding is is essentially taking his his sort of ceiling and floor and trying to come somewhere in the middle there. Uh, and give you an accurate price but like there are opportunities there if you see a guy playing well like even on on like Saturday last week the the price that jock market was kind of hung on Bryson was like $14 or something like that but we knew like Bryson wasn't going to finish outside of the it was very unlikely that he was going to all of a sudden finish outside of the top three or four so that number was going to go up he had a very good chance of finishing first as the odds market showed. And that's all the way up to $25 a share. So keep an eye on that price throughout, but it's not set in stone. So that price really means nothing until the tournament ends. It's just to kind of help you get an idea of what you should be bidding or what you should be asking. If you want to sell those shares throughout the tournament. I'm like, actually, hey, oh, no, I want to say though, because please. it does take money to make money. Like that example existed. I saw for a couple, an hour, two hours, there was like 14, 15 bucks on Bryson on Saturday, even yeah. Sunday morning. There's an opportunity if you have the money, if you have that $15, I, you know, if the bankroll's there to get put $1,000 in, then yes, you can take advantage of that. There's, there's money left on the table on Bryson. It's crazy. 
I am hearing from our official source, Chad, that you <laughs> actually forced Jock Market to increase the number of open trades because you had. Am I reading oh this God, number correctly? Chad. I'm re I'm reading the word th the number three hundred. I told you I was trades. insane. <laughs> How does that happen? How does this happen? Okay, I'm, hey, hey, I like to learn. I like to try things and do things and push the boundaries oh, yeah. in different ways. Now, I don't remember exactly what I was doing with this particular strategy, but I remember like trying to make sure I had an idea of how every single player I had was, was selling and buying, you know, and like I was like, oh, if I have every price of every guy in different ways, then maybe I could feel it out. And I was trying to feel the market that way. <laughs> And it was a little, it was too much. It was dumb. Like, seriously, like I've done the NFL, I've done the NBA, I've done the golf since the beginning of this whole thing. And golf's easiest for me, maybe because I know it more, but the NBA and the, and the, all the other stuff, like it's too volatile of like tonight, I don't know, anything can happen in the golf, but anything can happen in the NBA every night too. So, and I don't know enough. So I get burnt on that more, <laughs> but to have, so <clears throat> I, I typically like to have about, I will say I'm kind of happy that we're early and I will give a little advice away here. Don't put your money in yet. Don't tie it up too, too much of it yet because you know, we don't know what opportunities will show up as the night goes on. You may be putting $4 on a guy that's going to end up being $2. And so your extra two bucks is tied up. So we want to wait to get, you know, the perfect number there. So we're just going to mm. start bidding a little bit later. And if you do bid, you're going to bid about, 10 guys maybe that's that's enough i mean i was doing 30 for a little while that Chad, was a little you seem like a lunatic here <laughs> <laughs> so 30 is a lot and it's hard to keep track of that especially when you know like four or five of them are about to miss the cut and then you're trying to like scramble to get rid of them on friday and i'm like and the, mm -hmm. the battery just is dying on my phone all day but so you want to get about 10 guys you know start bidding around seven or 7.40 my time, 8.40 Eastern. Like you're, you know, right when it's like, okay, now let's get serious here. That's about 7.40-ish, 8.40-ish Eastern. And then you're going to go about 10 guys, my thought. That's enough, okay? And then because you're only going to end up with like six or seven of these guys because what happens is that the blitz at the end, all of a sudden, boom, 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 boom. All of a sudden, you're, you're, these guys are gone out of your portfolio because yeah. people are going to go crazy at the very end. And I suggest doing that because there are opportunities here and there. And that's what I'm saying. Like, don't tie your money up right now at 710. Wait, and you'll scroll and you'll be like, I can get this guy for four bucks. I was thinking I could get this terrible guy for four bucks, but now I can get this guy for four bucks and I like him a lot better. I'm glad I didn't put money over here because you can't get out. Once you put the bid in, it's stuck there. There isn't like the way to like eject button. So you got to be very careful with how you utilize your bankroll. Well, I'm glad you brought up the timing because uh, IPO is going to close here on Wednesday evening uh, before 9 p.m. Eastern time. We've seen it kind of be 8.57, 8.58. Sometimes you get burned by an early close. You don't want to wait too long. But let's put some concrete examples out there and look back at last week, gentlemen. And I've got yeah. the, the, the pricing up here. And I actually think I must have refreshed this a hair early because it has Lee Westwood at $19.99, but he closed it at 20. So I'm going to grab, I think I grabbed this data a hair too early, but it's the same, uh, same process here. So Bryson DeChambeau, you could have bought Joe at this time, this time last week, you could have bought his shares for $9.88. He goes on, he wins the golf tournament. He gets the full payout of $25 a share. And Lee Westwood, who ended up finishing second, 
$2.52 in IPO, $20 per share. So uh, that goes to show there are studs, there are penny stocks. There's kind of a lot of different ways to tackle this jock market. 100%. And you mentioned it, and I know we, we kind of touched actually on Lee Westwood last week, and, and neither of us got ended up with any shares. But that said, that's the beauty of it, right? You can get these guys sorted down in the $1, $2 range and make 8, 10x on your money uh, in a short four day span. Or you can go with the safer play, the guys up top. And many times we've seen those, they consistently return value, um, just did a little bit lesser of an ROI. But that said, you, you, the thing with this is like, I've heard people say before, like, why would I take Bryson here when I can get, you know, two, two, three times the ROI when I can bet him 12 to one in the betting market. And the reason is really simple because if Bryson doesn't finish first last week, you win nothing on an outright ticket. If he finishes third, you win nothing on an outright ticket. That said, if he finishes second here, he's still paying out $20 a share. You're still making money. You're still making money on third. So there's all the way down to a break-even point for those new users. When you're going to place a bid, it will tell you their break-even finish position. And as long as they finish at that point or higher, you are going to be profitable. And if they finish slightly lower than that, you're not losing all that money. You maybe you maybe lose 25, 30 cents a share, but it goes all the way down to a missed cut. It's still gonna still gonna pay you out something. It's not gonna be zero, it's still gonna pay you out a dollar per share of that player. Make sure to drop your jock market username in the chat. I'll pull our first yes. $20 jock. I'll pull it in like three minutes. We'll do one at cool. like uh, 8.15. We'll get one out of the way and we'll do these every so often throughout the night. So get your jock market username in the chat so you have an opportunity to win those dollars because they're going to come in handy because, Chad, what we've kind of seen, $20, that can either get you probably two shares of the most expensive guy. It can get you five shares of somebody in the $4 range. And this is a deep field this week, 154 players how are you expecting the every single great player is here are you expecting just everybody to kind of uh be spread out are you expecting a couple guys to pop off and be the most expensive and separate themselves what are you looking for this week uh you know it's hard to say because uh you just expect that there's an influx of new users there's some more money and there may be you know some irrationality or just a, some gameplay that isn't typical for a regular week since we're in the players week i mean we've got guys on our discord that are like hey i'm signing up for the first time ever and uh blah 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 so i mean I'm like well, here we go we got some new names and new faces <laughs> into the world so uh you know there there could be some differences i want to say though when i'm opening up the app about this time of the night and you know getting ready to watch you guys show i'm scrolling through and i'll be like thinking in my head hey i really like this sleep or I really like this guy and I'm going to get him yeah. for cheap. And then you open it up and you see that he's way not cheap. And you're like, oh, crap. So then your <laughs> game plan totally changes and you can't just decide at that point, well, I'm going to go to $4, even though I had a $2 thought in my head. Like, I'm not doing those things. So truthfully, a lot of my success has, has been dictated on whatever else these people on the app are doing. So I'm not really even sure what I'm going to do mm. yet. If I scroll through and I thought a guy that should be seven is five or whatever, you kind of just have to be fluid. A lot of this is ownership game, like a game theory kind of thing where it's, it, it will add up. Like if a guy's 550 versus five versus 450, that's going to go a long way if you're playing it each week like we are. So I just want to be careful that what you see is, uh, you know, be careful. You know, you may open it and decide I'm not doing what I thought I'm going to do. That's part of the art, Joe. I think being yeah. able to kind of pivot, being able to make some of these moves on the fly when maybe someone is cheaper than you thought or someone is more expensive than you thought. That's where making quick decisions and things get things get really crazy in the final minute or so. 
quick decisions is an understatement. You have to be lightning quick with the fingers there in the final couple of minutes. And it comes down like much like Chad talked about. Um, there can be guys like I can sit here now and tell you who I like to win this week. I don't know who I'm going to have shares of because it all is going to depend on that price. So I would, what I like to try to do, sort of my strategy is try to create a target price for these guys. And then I'll see, you know, has Bryce, if Bryson clears that target price, well, I can kind of cross him off the list. But maybe, you know, someone I really wasn't considering, maybe Xander, maybe Rory, maybe DJ even, we've seen a couple times, um, not come up to that point where all of a sudden he presents some value there in the final minutes. Hopefully, like Chad said, you leave some money back left in the account to make those final moves here, you know, in the last minute and a half to two minutes. Grab some shares of them at a fair price just because of based on where they're currently at in the board. Um, that's kind of where this is unique and there's not a set price. There's not a set odds. There's not a set DraftKings price. It's totally fluid and it's based on all of you guys that are here in the chat buying and selling these guys and placing these orders. So you really don't know who you want kind of until those final five minutes. All right, here we go. Uh, I'm going to pull the first $20. Uh, do me a favor. Hit the like button. That helps us in a big way. If you have not downloaded Jock Market yet, uh, make sure to do that. Use the code POWER20. Get yourself a $20 deposit bonus and give yourself a chance at winning this $20. And I am going to draw the name. Oh, okay. Now let me find the comment. All right, here we go. The first $20 in Jock Bucks ever given out on the Power Hour goes to... Martin684, Kevin Berger, congratulations. Uh, we will work with the Jock Market team to get that into your account and credited. So congratulations. Uh, we will give out more as we go along over the course of this next hour. So make sure to drop your Jock Market handle in the chat. Chat, go. I wanted to tell Kevin how he should <laughs> utilize this $20 because Perfect. some people think, hey, I'm going to go after the $12 guy and then I'll have one $8 guy and then I'll have a $2 guy. You can do it. You can do anything you want with your 20 bucks, whatever. So, but I don't think that's the best way. I think if you have $20, I think you're going to go or target about two or three people in that three to $5 range. Cause then that gives you the upside of potentially you're, you know, we're not going to think that a three or $5 guy is going to win. I mean, I you know, unless they're Billy Horschel, but at the same time, <laughs> we're going to go like, if they're third, we're really, really happy. We get a little $12. So maybe you got three shares at a $3 guy, three shares at a $3 guy and a couple shares. So you just kind of have to go more of the three to $4 guy. Once you build up a little bit more, then you can get a little more risky. If you've got a hundred bucks, then sure. Maybe you do, you know, 50 towards a top end guy. You got 10 shares of a $5 guy. You got, you know, two or three shares of a $10 guy. I don't know. That's you can do however you want, but I think you got to diversify a little bit. And if you're new into the game, like Kevin, if you just putting $20 in for the first time, take a couple of those three or $4 guys. Cause the worst thing that can happen is you lose $2. So it's my advice. I love it, Chad, before we let you get out of here, get on with your evening, maybe crack another cold one or two. We got to get you on the record. Maybe who you think is going to win this week's players championship or guys you're going to be targeting here in the jock market this evening. And hopefully not, hopefully not breaking the app experience for the rest of us. <laughs> no, I'm done doing that actually. So uh, I won't be doing 300 transactions this weekend, <laughs> but you never know. You never know. Um, I really do want to give you bad advice to tell you names that I don't like because I know how this works. I've seen it. Joe talk, starts talking about a guy, and I'm like, "Come on, Joe! I got I'm just dripping shares away." So, uh, but at the same time, like I I haven't looked in a little bit, but when I first opened it up, 
I saw my guy, Billy Horschel, who I have the house on. My house oh, bet this boy. week is on Billy Horschel. Uh, you're thinking him crazy. I'm probably crazy. But at 80 to 1, I'm loving that juicy, juicy action on that. And he was a dollar thirty-three or something. Uh, so come on. If we can get him under 4, that's my target price. Joe's right. suggestion to do that, target price him. If I can get him under four, I'm going to go all in on him on jock market. But, you know, I do – I live the hedge life. Joe hates it, but I do live the hedge he life. Does. So maybe I'll just do something different But depending on what is presented to me at about 840 Eastern time when I'm scrolling through. Uh, bet one house, win 80 houses on Billy yeah. Horschel this week. So well, I got some houses to burn thanks to Morikawa a couple weeks you might ago. Have, so. You might have 80 houses. Uh, Chad, seriously, we're going to let you go. But, my, my man, you have been uh, an ardent supporter of, of not only this show, of Jock Market, of the entire community. For that, uh, we thank you in a big way. It's been, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Well, you're both – grinders in the business and in the industry and i appreciate your contributions to the program i love it i watch it every wednesday joe see you monday buddy see you bud peace i'm gonna kick you out see you chad peace out, guys. <laughs> there it is how fun is that man he has got so much energy doesn't he that is like oh man i don't know how he does it all day long it's contagious man um, <laughs> it's good stuff but i see someone said billy horschel laugh my ass off <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, somebody, somebody's got to put somebody on Billy Horschel this week. But you Joe, Billy Ho, yeah. That's awesome. Let's let's talk a little bit about the Players' Championship. You know, we were talking yes. about this. is a, It's a big field. It's 154. It's 48 yeah. of the top 50 players. The only notables missing are Matthew Wolf and Brooks Kepka, which I know that's your guy. That's unfortunate. Yeah. That's tough. Um, uh, hoping, he's, hoping he's back in action soon. But we've never seen a jock market this deep. Uh, I mean, literally. I mean, the, the Masters isn't this deep. This is, this is the deepest, strongest field in all of golf. How do you think that translates itself to the jock market? Well, I think that just naturally we've seen with this event, um, there's a lot of volatility, like as deep as it is and how many of those top names every year, it feels like uh, we see missed cuts from the top players in the world. Um, I know you've spoken about it in, in your tools kind of on the on the site. It's hard to really pick a correlated stat that's going to um, you know generate success here because it's a little bit different. It's a lot of current form. You want guys, you know, it's very rare with the exception of Siwoo that a guy with um, zero or very few runs around TPC Sawgrass comes out and storms it. It's kind of one of those tracks most of the people we see win have kind of a lead up into it, five, six years where they continually get better. You obviously want a guy in good form as well coming into the event. And and you're just, it's deep, right? So the, these guys yeah. at the very bottom of your jock market pricing, uh, you're just basically looking for them to make a cut and see what they can do from there. And the guys at the top that you're going to want to take and spend a little more on, you want to be really confident that these guys are going to come through in top 20, top 15, top 10 this week. Uh, and be careful with your selections at the top, I think is the way to attack it. I think that's right. And I also think there's going to be a lot of uh, s Saturday and Sunday movement. So what we tend to see on the PGA Tour is this. A stud barely makes the cut and then flies up the leaderboard. That happens mm -hmm. fairly often. Now, Joe, yeah. there's like a lot of studs here. So yeah. I feel like there's going to be guys who, you know, uh, once we get to the weekend, uh, it, it's this 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 board can flip over in an instant, especially, I mean, you know, this it's Florida golf again, man, there's water yeah. lurking. There's big numbers out there. Things can happen. I, I think there's a lot of volatility in this event. And those of us that embrace that here in the jock market are probably going to be better off for it. Yeah. I would say that, um, TPC Sawgrass kind of, 
I think there's more birdies out there than we than we'll see at the Honda next week, and that we saw at the API, and maybe that we saw at the concession. There are a lot of birdie holes. The par fives all play relatively easy. There's some shorter par fours. There's a drivable par four. There's obviously the short uh, par 130 yard par three that gives people trouble when the wind kicks up a little bit. But not so much that. There's also a ton of double bogeys that we see. We see guys eject out here nonstop. So like you had, like you mentioned, just the um, volatility and the guys who are going to be storming up that leaderboard and the guys who are going to be plummeting down it, I think this week more than any week that we've seen thus far is going to be a big part of your strategy. And if you play that right, you're going to be very well off. There's a question in the chat here. Mitch asks, is there a maximum I can put in my jock market account? I don't think so, Mitch. Come on in. The water's fine, Joe. I don't think there's a max if you just want to go unload the bank so account on, on the player championship. I don't, I don't think so either. What's what's <laughs> also nice about Jack Market is is it's PayPal, right? It's easy. Uh, link your PayPal account, whatever you got in there, you can bring right over to the Jack Market. Getting money in, getting money out is easy. It's seamless. The guys there that working there are incredible with customer service and they're great. So it's you're honestly in a very good spot right now, Mitch. I would feel comfortable with whatever you want to put in there. Go ahead and let it ride, my man. And on the opposite side of that, if you're sitting there with $10, $15, $20 in your account, you are in great shape too. You can go out there and get some shares. I mean, we saw it last week, right, guys? Doubling in share price, guys, quadrupling. You know, Lee Westwood went from two, two and a half bucks to, to $20 over the course of four days. So everybody is in play here. And Joe, I, I think it's I think it might be time, man. Should we should we take a peek and Let's- see what the current jock market looks like is it time what do we got what do we got it's time let's roll all right here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna pull up our little in our little tool here our little ipo tool to show us what the current prices prices are and oh boy here we go your highest price golfer in the jock market right now is john rom nine dollars with colin morcow at eight dustin johnson at seven dollars and 24 cents justin thomas at 705 so to put this into perspective for our new viewers um here's what you're looking at here if you are buying john rom at nine dollars you are essentially asking him to finish 14th or better if he finishes 14th that will pay out nine dollars a share if he finishes 13th it'll be 950 all the way up to 25 dollars. so to put a little concrete example on it that's what you are making your prognostications on and joe for whatever reason i mean i I know what the reason is he's very good at golf the people in jock market love john (laughs) rom they love him some john rom you're right uh multiple weeks now we've seen him and dj in the field together and rom has outpriced him by a dollar a share so we're a very pro rom community over here uh look 13th or better i think he said I like his chances of doing that. Now, is his price going to stay at $9 flat here over the next uh, 35, 40 minutes? Probably not. But if you like John Rahm now, my advice would be hang tight, right? Have him go down the board and attack. Get some sh- yourself some shares of some other guys that you may like. And if you're really still interested in John Rahm, check back at his price at about eight fifty five Eastern and see if it's still something that you're willing to bid. And at that point, put in that final uh, price. And you don't want to do $9.01, by the way, either. You want to put in a price that you make sure that you're comfortable and are going to get some of those shares back because it's going to be tied up until the IPO closes. 
Yeah, so in about 30 to 35 minutes, this IPO is going to close. So the phase that we're in right now, you should be bidding on these golfers. And when IPO closes, uh, if you are the high bidder, you will be awarded those shares. I actually just saw, and I wish I had it handy, and I'll try to put it in the description of this video. There was a, a, a YouTube clip from Jock Market that was put out kind of explaining how shares are allocated. And if I can get my hands on it in a second, I'll, I'll throw it in the chat and I'll throw it in the description as well because it's really good to know how this works. And um, you know, I, I do want to encourage some of the back and forth in the chat. If you throw your, your Jock Market username in the chat, we'll give out another $20 here shortly. But there's a question here about Christian Bezadenhu. And Joe, I don't know mm-hmm. if you have a hot take or any take on Bezadenhut, but Fantasy One says he's his sleeper pick. Absolute terror recently putting the ball on Bermuda. Any thoughts on him as I look up what his current price is? Yeah, he's wrecking house down here in Florida. Um, look, I think that this field is a big time step up for him in competition. Uh, is he playing well? Yes, he's a great putter. They will always hang around. Um, and it really just fantasy one, it's going to depend on his final price, right? I think that he's been very popular in, in a lot of the circles and the podcasts and the shows that I've listened to this week. He's obviously been returning a good bit of money for people. So he's been profitable. It's going to come down to his price down that, that final stage. And if you see value in him based on those guys right around him at that price point, go ahead and bid on Christian. But for me, um, I'm probably, I'm initially looking at another direction, but like we've talked about many times, there's a price for everybody. There is a price for everybody. He's four dollars and one cent at the moment. I just dropped in the chat the uh, the YouTube link that I was referring to, and I'll also put it in the description as well. It's a really good visual of how shares are allocated, which is really important right now. So let's go back to the top of the board, yeah. Joe. I mentioned John Rom, Colin Morick. How is up here? Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Tony Finau. Notice noticeably missing uh, from the top portion of those names might be Rory McIlroy, who's currently six dollars. How about Xander Shoffley, $5.55? What do we think about those golfers? So a couple of things. I feel like Xander is is kind of at a point this week where he's the last, the, the first, what, two months of, the, of 2021 here. He's been so popular. He's been priced on the odds boards at a point where, for me, is almost untakeable based on his his sort of win equity that he brings with him. But I feel like we're kind of sleeping on Xander a little bit here. He's had a couple of weeks to kind of get things right to maybe get himself a little bit of a tune-up. And all things considered, it should set up really well for him. But I'm more interested in Rory. Um, I'd like to get kind of your thoughts on it, Rick. But I just feel like um, it's been a little bit overblown, his quote-unquote sort of struggles here. And he's kind of fed that beast a little bit this week with some of his comments and looking to make a change. But he sets up great for this place. He's the best driver of the ball still in the game. Um, he can move it both ways off the tee, which any Pete Dye course demands of you to make sure that you can move it left and move it right. And he has as much success in the state of Florida as just about anyone. Pretty much every event he's teed it up and he's won the Honda. He's won the API. He's won at Sawgrass. This is Rory's region right down here. Um, and I expect him to play very well this week. What about you? there's a reason he's our defending champion, right? The last time we played this and um, I I agree. So, so what you have to realize is his results are only sour by his own standards, which are (laughs) lofty, the loftiest standards in in, in all of golf at this point, when you're Rory McIlroy, you know, for him to still be piling up 
top 10 finishes, even when he is very clearly not at his best is impressive. And it shows what a great golfer he is. Now, if everything clicks and he figures it out, he wins a golf tournament by five or six shots like he used to. So I, I agree with you, Joe. I think this is a little bit overblown. Uh, I think it is. Uh, I think he has one of the better floors of these top end guys. And I'll be interested mm-hmm. to see what his final price comes in at as we get closer to this IPO closing. So we'll see. You're right. This is his region for sure. Yeah. A little bit further down. Let's see. Um, Jordan Spieth. Jordan Spieth yeah. is $5.19. I assume that's going to come up a little bit, but are we feeling Spieth who we now, now we've got what rock versus hard place here, right? We've got uh, a guy who is on an unbelievable run of golf, four consecutive top 15 finishes, playing well, going to a place that has been his kryptonite that he has done nothing at. So where what happens when uh, an immovable object meets an unstoppable force? That's a good question, and I think we're going to find out this week. I just, for me, I just think there's too much trouble off the tee at a place like this for Jordan. It's part of the reason why he hasn't had success, but that said, we've seen him play incredible, and he's scrambling as well as anybody we've seen. Actually, Chad put out the tweet earlier today that literally took my jaw and dropped it to the floor on the most consecutive holes on the PGA Tour without a double bogey. It's Jordan Spieth right now of any player on the PGA Tour, and it's by a lot. Um, the How last time he, the last time he doubled a hole was like I don't I don't have it in front of me right now, but it was like 260 holes ago or something insane. Um, I don't know how he's doing it. It seems like he's finding water, he's finding a uh, cactus, he's finding everything, but he's not making worse than bogey, and that should suit him really well around here. Putting the ball, we know he can. We know what he does, right? He chips in, he makes long putts, um, he does what Jordan Spieth's doing. It's great to kind of see him back. We'll see where he finishes. Look, he's not a, he's not in a position this week for me to to bet him at a twenty five to one type number. Um, but I will have some interest if his price is kind of based down there in the range he's currently in. All right, here's a big one: Bryson DeChambeau. Winner of the Arnold Palmer Invitational is $5.55 right now. He is pre-ranked as the number four golfer. So what that means is if there's a tie for positioning, the nod goes to the golfer with the better pre-rank. And in golf, ties happen fairly often. So you do kind of want to consider uh, what that ranking is. So there's only three golfers who break a tie over Bryson DeChambeau. It's Xander Shoffley, it's John Rahm, and it's Dustin Johnson. So Here we go again, Joe. You know, it's one of these situations. Golf is the only sport in the world. It's the only sport in the world. We penalize the guy who is the best in the world last week, and we say, no way he can do it again. (laughs) I know that's a good way to put it, but yeah, you're right. It just seems like winning is so finite in a way, and, and everything has to kind of, all the stars have to align, and we just naturally think that can't happen again. But we've seen guys really carry form, and the beauty of this sort of platform is he doesn't have to win, especially at $5.55. Now, he won't stay there, but at anything uh, under $10, I think he presents a ton of value. He's obviously very comfortable and in a good place. You could just tell by his interviews. He's he's happy where his game's at. He felt like he got that win. He's back, and that's usually typically when we see Bryson play his best golf. I think the course generally, it's it's a it should set up well for him. I think any place can set up well for him. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to have interest in Bryson depending on his price. I think that he's underpriced in DraftKings, and if he goes underpriced here, I will have a lot of shares of him. 
What are your thoughts on him? <laughs> I, I love it. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Listen, he I, I think there are two things. While, while there's not a solid through line between all the guys who have had success here, the, the, the two things that jump out to me at least a little bit are off the tee and birdie are better. And and Bryson does both of those things. I, I yeah. think that I think that he has proven, and I almost think this is intentional. He's a volatile golfer, and I think he has intentionally done that in, in an opportunity to open up his win equity. It's also going to open up his missed cut equity, right? And, and I think that's the plan, and, and the fact that he's won three times in his last 15 starts is a pretty good sign that it's working. And you know, I want to look at some of the value here because you mentioned that word, and I'm, I'm, I'm only on the first page or I'm at the bottom of the first page. And I'm already into the $4. You know, we have a defending champion or not a defending champion, a past champion, excuse me, Jason Day at $3.73. We have a guy in Sam Burns who was a darling of the industry just, I don't know, eight days ago at $3. (laughs) And we have Richie Warinsky at two and a half bucks who uh, is on a bit of a good stretch here. Is there anybody down in this $4 and below range that we might be just keeping an eye on as things progress here towards 9 p.m. Eastern time? Yeah, I think Jason Day looks like a great play this week. You know, he he seemed to kind of turn things around. Also plays pretty well in Florida golf. You know, he had the the binoculars out last week, which cost him a couple of shots and seemed to kind of go south from there. Um, but right above him, too, is, is Max Homa. And he's another guy where you talked about how we kind of expected after he obviously won at Riviera naturally we kind of felt like there was going to be a lull coming in max for florida um he went out to concession he played pretty well he played pretty well last week um i think he's in such good form and so confident in his swing right now Uh, i don't see any reason why it stops i don't see any reason either and i've just picked our next winner for 20 doll hairs jock we're giving away jock markets money is there anything better than that (laughs) uh so the the next winner for 20 jock bucks all right donnie matt lucia congratulations you are the new proud owner of 20 <laughs> jock bucks which is pretty good i i uh, i would like to be the owner of any types of of bucks joe so we've got two in the books keep keep uh commenting with your uh jock market usernames and i'll continue to draw them and we've got three left over the course of the next uh 40 minutes or so Pretty yeah, good. and if you happen to be in the chat right now and you haven't signed up for Jock Market yet, we'll give you 20 bucks without having to win this contest. Just use the promo code below, Power20, when you sign up. Uh, make your first deposit within a few hours. They're really great about getting back to you. You will see an extra 20 bucks in your account that way. Um, so no matter if you're a new user, someone just joining us for the first time, or someone who's been with us since the beginning, uh, we got some money to dole out tonight. We certainly do. Let me give our little tool a refresh here. You know, I want to go, I want to continue to go further. This is such a deep field, uh, Joe. And, know. you know, there's, there's names that uh, I know that you've probably been looking at from a, a betting aspect this week and how they might be translating to the jock market. So there, is there anybody really long that you're interested to see what their price is going to be this week? And then, of course, I'll reveal their price to you. <laughs> so there's a couple of guys. Right now, I'll name a few of them. They're hanging right around $2 a share. Um, one is Mark Leishman. So I like, I was very high on Mark Leishman last week. Um, he disappointed a lot of people with that miscut. I think that at $2 a share, I mean, you aren't going to get him at a better price than that when you look at his previous IPO prices. There's Ian Poulter down there as well, who has played pretty well and has a decent track record here at TPC Sawgrass. And another one, which I know is volatile in... Uh, 
seems to have kind of turned it around and is consistently, I think, five straight cuts made and has had some good finishes is Ben on. So if he makes a cut this week, Ben on, uh, he's striking the ball really well. His putting seems to have incrementally improved, I would say. He's still not a good putter, but it's gotten a little bit better. Uh, and if he can just baseline sort of break even in the putting stats, he's probably going to top 30 for you. And at $2 a share, you don't have to do much more um, than like 60th or better in order to pay that back. Yeah, I was going to say $2 a share would be like 65th. You're talking about making a cut. Uh, yes. That's that's what you're looking for this week. So anybody under $2, if they make a cut, you are uh, making money on them. So there's there's plenty of these, these penny stocks that we call them. And I'll continue to go even further here because I'm only on page two. Let's go to page three. And oh, here's a name that I, I imagine is going to come up. Siwoo Kip. Okay, yeah, I, I there is... Too. There is polarizing. Siwoo Kim is polarizing this week. You are either on the Siwoo Kim train or you are just at the station waving it by. We'll check check you next time. Joe, where do you land on this? So I think Siwoo has his spots, right? And and I heard um, it was actually an interview on the Tour Junkies one time with his caddy where he said, like, there's times when Siwoo's like, let's just get out of here. Like, it's over. And I think that's what happened last week. Yeah, sort of there, there's some times. There's a lot of times it looks like <laughs> that. <laughs> but previous champ, right? We've seen him have great success on Pete Dye tracks, whether it's the Wyndham. He just won at the Amex. He's won here before. So there's something about these Pete Dye design golf courses that suit his eye and get him excited and sort of revved up to play. But another guy right under Siwoo. So let's, let's take a trip back in time two months ago let's call it january 10th was there any player hotter on the pga tour than harris english he's a dollar and 90 cents right now what do we do with harris this is the weirdest thing and i'm hoping this is not so it's weird okay this is actually like I've got my tinfoil hat on for this. Um, you know, everyone's kind of says Harris English and Hudson Swafford look exactly the same. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard that? Okay. Yeah. So, yes. So Hudson Swafford, uh, he had the, this was years ago. He had the longest active cut streak on the PGA tour. It was like 18 or 20 in a row. And he finally won. He won the event that is now called the desert classic. And then after that, it was like he he disappeared. And and I understand it, right? These guys, they get two years on their card. They get a lot of money. Maybe there's a lack of mo- motivation, but it's like he never he was never the same for a long time after that. And I'm mm-hmm. hoping, Joe, that is not what we're seeing from Harris English, who was literally, I'm not even exaggerating, for 15 months, a top 10 player on the PGA Tour finally breaks through and wins. And now it's like he's he doesn't know how to play golf. Now he, he did play better at the API. So I'm hoping this is him rounding back into form, but he is such a huge question mark for me this week and moving forward. I really don't know what to do. He's a huge question mark, but at a dollar and 90 cents, you have to be willing to roll those dice. I think now I don't think it'll stay there, but the upside of Harris English is a top 10 this week. Um, and I think that it, he's not too far from that, right? From the game that we saw at the Century, from the game that we saw at the U.S. Open at Wingsfoot, where, you know, barring that sort of random lost ball, he was right in the thing. So he's played well in these big-time fields and big-time tournaments with, with ex-champions at the tournament TOC that we saw. So I think that if he can f- re-find it this week, it uh, could be a good spot for him. 
Yeah, if he goes out and has that uh, you know, T26 like he did last week at what I assume his price is going to be this week, he's it's it's going to be well worth it. Remember, uh, if you haven't signed up for Jock Market, now's the time. You know, Tim Johnson, hey, can I just tell you, you you have not played Jock Market yet. Maybe this is the week. Yeah, maybe it is. Use the Come code Power20. Hop in there, get your $20 deposit bonus, throw your username in the chat. I'll draw another $20 winner here shortly. Uh, but Joe, let's go back to the top of the board. Okay. And I was kind of interested to see what this guy was going to do. Colin Morikawa, who is, you know, this is weird. Now he's coming off of a win, but it wasn't last week. So we kind of treat him a little bit differently. Uh, I, I'm a big believer that his game translates literally any course on planet Earth. So I have no qualms about him at TPC Sawgrass. And if you want to use the one round from last year, played well in it. Yeah, exactly. He did play well there. And I think that he said last year, if I remember correctly, like something he he felt really comfortable on the greens or it was something about the putting there that, yeah, he told I you, I interviewed right? him. Yes, I interviewed yes. him during, during yeah. quarantine. And he literally said, I found something on the greens at TPC Sawgrass and I'm going to try to hold on to that feeling in, in the restart. That's the like exact quote. So I think like we can kind of say right now that, that – as of this moment, best iron player on tour, right? Yeah. He's unbelievable yeah. with his irons. And that that obviously lends itself really well to any Florida golf course. Look, he when we see him in contention, his close rate of finishing first is up there with just about anybody with four wins, essentially in the last calendar year and a little bit. Um, so, look, I, I think that he's going to play well. Now, he's the second price guy there. And I'd be a little bit more interested in, in DJ or Rory this week or maybe Patrick Cantlay. We'll see how kind of things kind of shake out at the end, but he, there's every reason he should be very popular this week. If you're a buyer of Colin Morikawa, say up to $8.50. He's currently $8.22. Say you're willing to go up to $8.50. You're asking him to finish 15th or better. 16th would break you even. So uh, certainly well within his range of outcomes there. I think that Patrick Cantlay, um, I think he's going to fly in the last what do we have 15 minutes or so, Joe? I, I just think there's this consensus that he's safe, but he has upside. He has the all around game. I think he's going to be very popular in all fantasy formats. And I think it's going to translate here to the jock market. Yeah, I think look, I, he was the first guy that I bet this week. I was looking forward to betting him. I think that he sets up really good. I think a lot of people are on him. So I think the popularity is there. We've seen just he's he's playing so well, and he kind of ran out of a little bit of steam there right before concession at the Riv. Um, but before that, I mean, the last time he teed it up on a Pete Dye course, he literally um, almost set the course in flames. He broke the course record out at the Amex. He shot like a 62, almost one from like 10 strokes back. And I remember that week he was the highest-priced golfer by a good bit. And for most of the tournament, it looked like that wasn't going to pay off until he vaulted himself into second and, and took home $20 a share that week. So I, I think he's going to play really well. Like you said, he's so focused, and that's what it takes this week. He's such a smart player that I think the floor uh, is really high, in a sense, for a guy like Cantlay. All right, I'm about to draw another name here for 20 jock bucks. Uh, make sure you like this video, get your username in the chat. So I've got this one and two more to give away, and I'll do them as we progress here throughout the night. But our latest winner, let me click the click the button, Coffee Shark, which I feel like is a good name. I don't know what a Coffee Shark is, Joe, uh, but congratulations, you're 20 jock bucks richer. What would a Coffee Shark be? 
I have no idea. Big coffee <laughs> fan, though. Every morning for me, that's how I start the day with a little Nespresso action. How many cups do you drink throughout the day? One cup. Just one. one you can get away with yet. one. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I've been known to to take down an energy drink or two in the afternoon, though, to keep me going. Got it. Okay, I'm a I'm a one 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 tumbler in the morning, one at like 11 a.m., and then I'm usually good for for the rest of the day. That's how <laughs> that's how I roll. I'm sure Coffee Shark is a lot more than that. Congratulations on your 20 jock bucks. There was another golfer I wanted to talk about here. I have a guy I want to ask you about if you got a okay. second. Let's do it's it. Row Hatton. Um. So he's right now six ninety nine a share. I have some interest in Hatton this week. I kind of wanted to get your opinion on him in terms of, I guess, what you saw last week and what you would expect this week out of Terrell. Yeah, I was pretty optimistic about what he did last week. Um, I know he started really slow. So his Thursday round, he lost four strokes putting. That's not going to happen again. And then he comes out and he fires essentially what were the two best rounds over Friday and Saturday. If you go, if you go back and just look at round two, round three strokes gain, Terrell Hatton was the best player in the field. And then he kind of struggled on Sunday, but the course average was like 75 and a half. Everybody struggled on Sunday. So I'm willing to say like, I, I know this is a game we play where for guys that we like, I can write off a lot of the negative stuff, but round one, he lost four strokes putting, which is unlikely to happen again. And and Sunday he ran into a buzzsaw that is Bay Hill. Otherwise, like he's awesome. Florida's great for him. He wins a lot. I I'm, I'm a Hatton fan, but I think it's, it's justified in this case. Yeah, I know this is my one sort of part that I'm a little bit reluctant on him is this is a course that we've seen frustrate just about everyone, right? We've mm-hmm. seen it with Rob. We've seen it with these guys um, just because of the way that it's laid out, the water. There's big numbers out there. So I worry about things getting a little, you know, dicey with Terrell when he starts to get a little bit frustrated. But I also think that he kind of feeds off that energy on the opposite end of the stick. When things are going really well, he gets himself rolling and in a sweat and he can start making a run up the leaderboard. So we'll see where he closes out. Apparently, Joe, notifications are coming in, baby. Apparently, the bidding process is picking up. Tony tells us in the chat. He said he's getting getting too many notifications early this week. So here's where we stand. In about 10 minutes, this this IPO phase is going to close. So your bids are going to be allocated into shares. In about five minutes, I'm going to cut Joe loose and say, have at it, young man. Go go have some fun. See what you come back with when we're, when we're done here. But um, having your notifications turned on, knowing when you are, are outbid, and using Joe's strategy, which I don't think we've mentioned probably in a couple of weeks, Buy a share. Buy a share of a guy so that you get that notification when you are outbid. That is critical because if you're new, and I, I, I just posted this up earlier, Jeff Jeff just signed up. Uh, we've got some new guys in the chat here. Like It's going to get crazy. I, whatever you're thinking the next 10 minutes is going to be like, Joe, it's going to be crazier. It's insane. So that's why you've got to have sort of, you can't try to do everything at once at the last minute. Like you talked about, what I like to do is, 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 Target your guys, right? Find your six, eight. I know Chad likes to do 10 guys. He, Chad was like 30, 40. I was like, I know exactly how. <laughs> Chad Chad could definitely do 300 trades. So what I like to do is my brain doesn't quite work as fast as Chad's does. So I like to get a share or two of some guys. So that way they will show up in that middle tab on when you open up the app in your holdings app. And that way you can view the live price and your, your bid for all of those six, eight, 10 guys 
as that starts to get closer to your bid. So if you bid six twenty and you see it get up to six dollars, you got to pay close attention to that. Turn on those notifications. Be aware when you're outbid. And if you still like that guy, increase your bid. If you don't still like him at that price, cut bait. Go elsewhere. Uh, and make a move. But that at least in that last three or four minutes when things get hectic, allow you to kind of see everything visibly in one screen in front of your eyes. Uh, quick question here on from the chat on Francesco Molinari, Joe. And I see him currently at $2.74, which is a far cry from the $7 he was last week and, of course, missed the cut. So I, I guess I'd wrap Molinari into a bigger question around very popular guys that burned people the week before and 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 what do we do with them is it an opportunity to buy low is it just uh do we just stay away we have to see it again what how do we usually treat these golfers i think it's kind of on a case-by-case basis um you want to kind of always dive a little bit deeper and see what happens so when i watched francesco last week because he wasn't a featured group he didn't have many good shots. He didn't play well at all. It wasn't like one bad hole where he exploded. It was a lot of bad holes. It was a lot of bad shots. He was struggling around the greens. He seemed like he was always scrambling, which he was doing decently well. But that said, like you mentioned at the same token, there is something to a guy last week who I don't know what his IPO price, but I'm sure it was three times what it is this week. So if you can get a guy way down below there, Um, can present some value and we see it all the time in golf all it takes is one little flip of the switch and and guys can turn it back on especially someone with the ceiling and the talent level overall of of a Molinari yeah he was seven dollars last week now currently trading around two dollars and 74 cents at last refresh and I'm going to give this one last refresh uh, for the moment we're going to go back to the top of the board and see where our current pricing stands and see who our most expensive golfers are Oh, interesting. Okay, so we have seen no movement on John Rahm since we signed on. Joe, has he been stuck at $9 for the last hour? Is that right? Yeah, it is. I've seen it at 9 right now, too. What I'm guessing is um, it was an early price bid for someone who maybe isn't around uh, now still and just wanted to make sure that they're having a good target price. And those who are still interested in him, it's going to be a a last-minute kind of uh, decision up against the clock, uh, shot clock's winding down. Are you going to try to take that three pointer on John Rahm and get a couple shares in there? So I feel like people are kind of playing a wait and see there. We have seen Bryson gain some steam. We've seen Justin Thomas gain some steam. We've seen guys start to level up and sort of catch his price point. So we'll see if he, I think he's still going to finish out on top. It's what we've seen with Rahm. That I I completely agree. We are seeing guys get closer to him, but he has he has been the king of the jock market for probably since we've been we, we've been doing this. He seems to always find his way to the top of the uh, the pricing board. I'm trying to see if there's anything else of note. We've got Webb Simpson at seven dollars and forty five cents. Uh, he's behind essentially all of the studs. You know, Webb obviously one another one of these past champions here. Joe, is he going to be someone that you might be targeting this evening? I'm I'm not just because we haven't seen I want to see I want to find guys that play well here but just because he's won I don't think it's necessarily of course that we've seen a lot of repeat winners out of I think it's just so everything has to work for you and line up that week I just with the current form I don't have a ton of interest in in web um that said you know right below him like Xander right now is is 770 
Um, he's the number one pre-ranked projected ranked player, which as you mean, he will break a tie against 154 guys in the field. So that's worth something in and of itself. And the tie is going to, you know, break and depend on your payout if he doesn't finish first. So that's a big thing. I think that he is going to finish a little bit higher there. So we'll see how he kind of climbs, but that top, that top 10 guys there are, are all very interesting and you can certainly make a case for any one of them. Yeah, I'd be buying Xander Shoffley at the moment. And Joe, we're we're just moments away from cutting you loose here and letting you do your thing. But give the people an idea of a 154-man field. How many might be on your target list for the next five minutes? <laughs> okay, so I usually try five to seven guys. This week, I'm really going to try to take the approach of let it come to me, right? Um, not try and force anything. I think I tried to do that a little bit too much last week and kind of had um, pre-thought out who I wanted that week. This week, I'm just really going to kind of, in a couple of minutes here, dive through this board and, and try to isolate guys that I see a value based on their target price and, and where I see them finishing in the event. So I'm going to try to stick to five to seven guys and see how many shares of them I can get. All right, have at it. Joe, you are off and running, so we are probably three to four minutes away from this IPO closing. There is a 90-second window that the IPO can close in. That's what we found out a couple of weeks ago, and it closes at random. So uh, if you want to get your bids in, get them in now. And I'm going to kind of horse race this and just kind of give you updates as we go here down the stretch at just before nine o'clock, all of these bids are going to be allocated into shares, and it is still John Rom at nine dollars. If you are a buyer of John Rom at nine dollars, you are essentially thinking he's going to finish 13th or better, which seems fairly likely in this field. You go down a little bit further, Colin Morikawa, 882, maybe my favorite golfer of the week, Justin Thomas, at eight dollars. To put that into perspective. For him to pay off at $8, he needs to finish 17th or better. Will Justin Thomas finish 17th or better? If you think so, you are a buyer at $8. A little bit further down the board, Bryson DeChambeau. Oh, here's the Patrick Cantlay move. Patrick Cantlay now into $8. So there are five golfers holding strong at $8. Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantlay, Bryson DeChambeau, Dustin Johnson, and Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley, the number one pre-ranked player. He's going to break all ties. Victor Hovland is someone I think is very interesting this week. He was uh, one of the most popular golfers in all fantasy formats last week. He's $7.77 at the moment on jock market, and he is uh, hanging there, hanging there. He had a rough weekend at Bay Hill, but his recent form has been much better. If you have a second away from uh, your bids, drop your username, your jock market username in the chat. And when IPO closes, I'll draw our fourth winner of 20 jock bucks. So make sure to get those in to the chat before this IPO phase closes. I'm giving this a refresh and seeing if anybody's making a move and we're seeing a little bit. Dustin Johnson at 850, Justin Thomas at 815, Patrick Cantlay at 815, but it's John Rahm who hangs tight at $9. Webb Simpson, Victor Hovland still down there in the mid sevens. I'm seeing a little bit of movement on Sung J.M. and Jordan Spieth up towards the top. So here's the Jordan Spieth story. He's $6.09 at the moment. He's got four consecutive top 15 finishes. And if you think, if you are a buyer at $6.09, he needs to finish 27th or better. For example, if he finishes 15th, that's worth $8.75 a share. So if you're a buyer on Jordan Spieth, you essentially need him to finish inside the top 25. Can Corey Connors do it again? 
He's $5 and one cent. What does that translate to? Essentially, you're asking him to finish 34th or better. Same thing with Sam Burns, who's at the same price. You're asking them to finish 34th or better at that $5 mark to pay off their price. If you think they're going to do that, you are a buyer on both Burns and Connors. This IPO phase can close at any moment. We are in that 90-second window between now and 90 seconds. This IPO phase is going to close, and your bids are going to be allocated into shares. I highly recommend getting your bids in and not be left holding the bag as we saw some guys doing uh, a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to give this one last refresh. No movement on John Rahm. Justin Thomas trying to overtake him at nine at $8.95, just a hair behind John Rahm. Morikawa, Dustin Johnson in lockstep, Victor Hovland, Bryson DeChambeau, Xander Shoffley next on this list. And it's Rory McIlroy, our technically defending champion, at $8.05 coming in behind all of those names that I just mentioned, and then a significant gap down to Webb Simpson and Terrell Hatton. There's only three golfers currently in that $7 range. I imagine we are literally moments away from this IPO phase closing. Uh, I I can't imagine it's going to be open much longer. Joe looks like he's about to tell me something. No, he's not. We are still live. Hey, we are we're still rolling. We're, we're still, rolling. still we're still rolling. Things are still happening. Uh, let me give this a quick refresh here so that we can make sure we get the most updated numbers because these things change quickly in the jock market. Okay, Xander Shoffley. Okay, we've got movement at the top. John Rahm, no longer our most expensive player. Dustin Johnson at $9.25. That is essentially asking him to finish 13th or better. Xander Shoffley, the man who breaks all ties, jumps into second, $9.15. Justin Thomas, $9.01. And for an hour, I think we're close. Ding, 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 ding. That's it. IPO is closed. Three guys, and I'm, I'm going to wait for the refresh here, but Joe, I thought I saw three guys overtake John Rahm in the final about 30 seconds of that. We'll see how it all shakes out when the dust settles here, but I think that's what I saw. Yes, that's what I'm seeing too. You're right. That's that's actually very surprising. So I have DJ at 925, Xander at 915, Justin Thomas at 909, and then you have John Rahm still at $9. So he didn't move basically from the start of the show, which is which is uh interesting. Shocking almost. He did not move. He I did know. not move. I'm stunned. I don't know what to expect there, but yeah, so here we go. Dustin Johnson back on top, $9.25. So Joe that is essentially saying he's going to finish 13th or better. How do you like DJ's chances to finish 13th or better this week? I love DJ this week. And to be honest, Rick, I got outbid at the last minute. I had a 9.15 bid on him, uh, and that got outbid at the very last minute. I wasn't able to get more, but I love DJ this week. He had some comments uh, about essentially how much he likes this course, how it plays in March versus May that I saw this week. I know that last time in 2019, the year that Rory ran, he was the only person in the field with four rounds in the 60s. So I think he kind of figured this place out and he was eager to get back here. And I think he's just kind of being slept on a little bit this week. I think it's a good week to use him in a one and done type format where I haven't heard much about him and he may go a little bit, um, you know, people may be saving him for other events in the Masters and this event pays out huge. So I really, really uh, think that he sets up well this week. I think he's going to play good. $2.7 million at the top and $20 in jock bucks going to Jeffrey Smith at nice. 816 IX. Congratulations. That is 
our fourth of five twenty dollars that we have given out to jock market so i've got one left we'll do that towards the end of the show make sure you drop your jock market username in the chat okay this is the time of the show where i get to say to you joe who'd you get how's your how's your portfolio look my friend let's see what i got i have seven guys okay so i started at the top with essentially the um european Ryder cup team (laughs) okay so i got 30 shares of rory at eight dollars and eleven cents Love we it. talked about it earlier. Bullish on Rory this week. I think that he shows up and everyone's reading too much into the narratives. And I think that he plays really well on a course that I think sets up better for him than anyone in the field. Uh, then the next two guys that I got at 720 was Terrell Hatton, who we also spoke about. One guy who we didn't talk about at $6.01, which I think is a pretty good value on this guy, is Paul Casey this week. You know um, what? I saw his name floating down there when I, I forget who I was talking about, but I like my brain was like, oh, Casey's also here. I should talk about that. What'd you get? You got him for 601, which essentially 601. is asking him to finish. Wow, 27th or better. That's pretty good, Joe. I like that. I like my chances of a top 20 out of Casey this week. Yeah. Um, moving down, I had. All right, so let me see who was the next guy that I had in terms of pricing. So I'll kind of work my way down. Okay, so at $3.44, I have a little bit of Brian Harmon this week. Um, okay. I just felt like he was a little bit of a sleeper. He rated out really well in the models that I ran earlier in the week. Um, and then finally, I took some a couple of Sea Island boys, including Harmon down there in, in the $2 range in Neesmith and Poston. Um, so I got both that guys. Neesmith has just been striking the hell out of the ball. His his divot repair tool has been getting a firm workout because he's been hitting every <laughs> green in regulation that he can. Poston is just a great putter on Bermuda grass. He has a comp sort of that I, I use at the Wyndham Championship where he's won before. And then we spoke about the last guy. He ended up at $2.60 in, in was Benny Ann. So I think that Ben Ann is in a good spot this week to probably top 40, and that pays off at that price point. He basically has to finish like 60th or better. So that's my portfolio this week. Well, I'm hoping things go a little better for me this week than last week because it was sort of my first bloodbath in the jock market with a couple of withdrawals. Unfortunate WDs. This is a, uh, I believe this is a well-constructed portfolio. You got a couple guys at the top. You got a couple guys in the middle. You got a couple of those penny stocks down at the bottom. This seems to be very well thought out, Joe. So we wish you uh, obviously the best of luck this week. Let's look at the board. Yeah. Any surprises here? You know, Dustin Johnson, Xander Shoffley, Justin Thomas, John Rahm, Colin Morikawa. You could argue, you know, any of these guys are kind of interchangeable. Uh, I think you have the big, the big noticeable one, that is almost appears to be an immediate value is Rory at eight at $8 and 11 cents. That would is asking him to finish 17th or better. That's, that's what Rory does, right? Like that's all he does. I feel real good about that. I feel like his floor is like 11th or 12th this week. If he continues to, to be searching and trying to find something or else he's going to, you know, but yeah. I think his upside is winning, right? It always is. We haven't seen it in so long. So I think that he's ready I think that he's eager to kind of get that that monkey off of his back, so to speak, and come into a place. You know, if he if he was having these quote unquote sort of mental struggles and in questioning his game, and he was showing up to a golf course that he didn't love or he didn't play great well in the past, I would say it could be maybe a spot for a miscut for Rory. 
But this week, just coming to a spot where he's the defending champion, he has all the good vibes in the world, Bermuda grass, Florida, everything that sets up perfectly for Rory. Um, I feel real, real happy with that pick. The This one's kind of interesting to me. Hideki at $6, yeah. and, and maybe I've overestimated. I, I, I thought the sentiment on Hideki this week was fairly strong. You know, he gets credit for the round that he played here last year and, and shot the course record. Uh, he was starting to turn the corner with his irons a little bit. I thought sentiment was pretty strong on him. He finished at $6. Does that, does that surprise you? Absolutely. Yeah. So you look at the names around him and you see where he's at in relation on the odds boards to to Casey and Fitzpatrick and Cameron Smith and Fleetwood and Scheffler. You can go up and down the list, but, you know, he's right around the 30 to one range. And those guys are in the 50s and they're higher priced than him. Will Zalatoris is higher than him. Um, Hideki is that guy coming to a place where, you know, obviously first round leader last year, ball strikers course should set up really well for him. That's probably one that that I just kind of overlooked there. I would agree with you. Okay, so here's here's what the public said about Siwoo. Uh, they said three dollars and thirty nine cents. That's what we're willing to pay, which essentially means he needs to finish forty eighth or better. And you know what? Forty that 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 feels about right. You know what I mean? It's it's one yeah. of these things where he like his average finish will be forty eighth, but it'll be via. Five missed cuts, a win, and a third. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not gonna be he's not gonna finish 38th, 42nd, no. 41st. It's gonna be volatile. No, that's hundred percent right. He's there's no chance he finishes 48th. He's either going to miss the cut <laughs> or finish in the top five. So either way, you're either gonna lose it all. But I think that we saw definitely some steam come on him from before, you know, when we were at below two dollars there with, with 20 minutes left. So all right. I saw I just saw I saw one that is very interesting. Uh um, we we are at the bottom. Ricky Fowler, two dollars and ninety cents. Uh by far the cheapest he's ever been. I don't know if it is warranted. Joe, it might be warranted. He has not played well, but to see a guy who won this event as popular as Ricky Fowler has go for $2.90, this feels like the sentiment bottom. I know, and I kind of thought, see, I had shares of Ricky last week, and I went through the roller coaster that was um, basically when I watched all day Thursday, he was god-awful. Then he fights back to to sort of make the cut. So I had life there. Um, and then just obviously the way things ended, we're extremely disappointed when you had shares of him last week. I think that so many people have ended up in a, in a disappointing spot when playing Ricky that you're right. This, may, this might be the bottom. Obviously coming to a place you can win. If he can't get it going here um, or a place like Honda next week, I'm not sure he's in the field, but but where where does it where does it end for him because he just has seemed to have no control off the tee and this ain't the part of the country you want to be in with no control off the tee that is for sure here's one that caught my attention as well uh now he withdrew last week justin rose and i don't have have we heard any i guess we've heard, i guess he's there i have not seen any reports or anything i mean i'm please planning on teeing it up and he played well outside of that WD last week. Well, the public wants nothing to do with Justin Rose, $2 and 75 cents, Joe. I know I was one of the guys. He was another one that burned me last week on a WD. So, um, I just, you know, I didn't get the full story, right? I wasn't watching when he pulled out and initially it, it felt to me like the stuff that I saw on Twitter and just, 
you know, naturally looking at the scorecard of when he withdrew, like it was, I'm here to, I'm pouting and, and I'm out of here. I'm, I played bad. I rinsed a couple balls in the water and, and went through a sleeve of pro V's and now I'm, you know, getting out of here and up to sawgrass. But the more I read into it, it did seem like there could have been a legitimate injury there. So it's definitely something to worry about. I don't think he's a guy that typically withdraws like a Louie. Uh, so we'll see. I haven't, I haven't not heard anything about him practicing this week and, you know, I've seen a couple of guys there. Will, who we had on the show earlier this week, and I know Chris Powers is there. I haven't seen them say anything about uh, him him warming up or seeing him out there working through things. Yeah, and I um, there there were reports that he was ginger on the putting green beforehand, and he I don't know if he woke up okay. in a bad spot at the back. So it, it looks it looks like he was uh, pouting, but I don't I don't think that was necessarily the case. But yeah, I I, I assume he's out there and playing this week because i haven't heard i haven't heard otherwise um okay we've got a couple of minutes here left i'm going to draw one more name here in a few minutes for our final 20 dollars worth of jock bucks so make sure to get your jock market username in the chat hit the like button thank you very much uh joe 154 golfers we mentioned how stacked it's going to be here's the other thing you know we're gonna have the ability to see a lot of shots this week yeah and and i think that is really gonna help the in-game uh trading aspect of this because it's one thing to just see a guy shoot one over two under whatever it's another to go back and say wow yeah he was he missed right on every tee he couldn't make a putt it's we're gonna have our own eyes to see this that's right and everyone's gonna have their eyes on it so um be paying attention have the app pulled up if they're like if people are willing to sell the shares, they're going to put essentially an ask price on him. Um, and you got to pay attention because people will leave that up there for quite a while. And, and with being able yeah. to see every shot, you can see guys sort of make a run. You can see an eagle incoming. You can see him stick a, a three wood to, to inside 10 feet. And if that price still looks lucrative to you, snatch those shares up. And at the same token, you can, um, you know, if you have guys within your portfolio that you're ready to kind of cut bait on, list a price that you feel is fair and you will get offers for him. Um, I've done it the last couple of weeks. The in-play trading has gone up tremendously and, and you will see a ton more action recently than we've seen, you know, one, two months ago. It's really kind of taken off due to kind of all your guys' help and getting in there and, and enjoying it. You're going to see a guy hit, yep, hit, uh, hit an approach on a par five to three and a half feet. And you're going to go, Whoa, are there any shares available? Because I know this Eagles incoming. Uh, I, it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Uh, and then, and then also, you know, this, this is a course, and we kind of talked about this at the top as before we kind of put a bow on this whole thing, Joe, is there's going to be movement. You know, we've seen, albatrosses late on the back nine we've seen ricky go on runs we've seen the opposite happen right i mean the final six holes maybe even seven holes are something special and there's some numbers to be made out there so um it's going to be it's going to be a fun one in the jock market this week i think so and we're on such a and i you know i know because i listened to you and kyle and, and you guys talked about what an incredible run of golf that we're on and i'm kind of hoping that this sort of culminates the beginning of the season here and sets us up Moving forward, you know, we've got pretty much a major championship or a, a big time event, whether it be the Ryder Cup or something like that, every month from now until the fall. So we're on a great stretch. It's golf season officially. So hoping that we get another good event this week. We've got a great course to sort of showcase the best players in the world. And like you said, if you're on your game, you can fly through those final six holes, make birdies and eagles are out there to get. But there's also trouble lurking at every turn. 
So, so it should be a really fun week that sets up really cool for, for an app like this, where you can trade in play and kind of get in some live action. I love it. I love it. All right, here we go. Final $20 to jock market jock bucks goes to C four, two, four, two E. I don't know what that means, but you are our final winner <laughs> of 20 jock bucks. Congratulations. Thank you to the guys over at jock market for hitting us up with some, uh, some bucks that we can awesome. hand out. And thank you for all the support in the chat as usual, Joe, as I like to say every week, this has only just begun, right? IPO yeah. is now closed. Live trading is now open. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for it. If you have any questions about it, DM me. I'm, reach out to Rick. Like We want to sort of help you guys and educate you the best we can and sort of how this thing works. And that's what we're here for. Um, that's what this community and all these people, like it's awesome to see the amount of people in the comments here dropping in their handles. It's very cool and, and unique to see and kind of feel like we're on this ride with them together. It's sort of the, the ground floor here and watch this thing sort of rise into the into what we know that it can be because it's so much fun. It's so unique. It's so different. Um, and it, it brings in all the best aspects of sort of, of what make the, the sport great um, and what make this sort of community great. Couldn't have said it better myself. That's Joe Idoni. You can follow him on Twitter at Tor Picks. You can follow me at Rick Run Good. It's Players Championship Week. Have a good one. Good luck. Yeah.